Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, Heavenly Father, since we cannot stand before you relying on anything we have done, help us trust in your abiding grace and live according to your word. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the 17th Sunday after Pentecost is from Isaiah chapter 55. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from Philippians chapter 1. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the world, the whole imperial guard, and to all the rest, that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be at all ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have example, ample cause to glory in Christ because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened at anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> and the gospel is from Matthew 20. For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going about, out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them, he said, you go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went, going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, you go into the vineyard too. And when evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now when those hired first came, they thought they would receive more. 
but each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, <clears throat> saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what, with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So my title for Sunday is, It's Not About the Money, at least for the owner, right? If it were about the money for the master of the house, for the owner of the vineyard, he wouldn't be paying uh, the denarius to people who only worked a few hours, right? It's not about the money. But for the, uh, the laborers who give uh, the owner the evil eye, if you will, that's what it means to, to begrudge his generosity. Is your eye evil because uh, I am good is what he says. Uh, that's, where, that's what begrudge means. The, the literal translation is your eye evil because I'm good. Um, they, um, they give him the evil eye because he's generous with, with people who haven't worked um, as much. He's kind. They're, they give him the evil eye because he's kind to others who, quote, don't deserve it. The interesting thing, it really isn't about the money at all for, for, for all of them because um, in that day and age, in biblical times, they lived paycheck to paycheck. And so um, not to receive work uh, a day's work was not to put food on the table. So this was really about life. And when you think about the kingdom of God, it's not about the money, it's about life. Um, and life from God and Christ comes freely to us. It's uh, undeserved for all of us. Uh, he is kind-hearted toward us, toward us and, and gives us what we need for life. And ultimately, the, what he delivers to us every Lord's Day, the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. It's not about the money, it's about life. And we know that from um, God who sends Jesus into the world to take on our flesh and blood when he has everything. There's nothing for him to gain <clears throat> by coming into the world um, for himself. Uh, but it's all for us. Um, and the ge generosity of, of God who in Christ takes on our flesh and blood in order to redeem us, that we might have life. Not only food on the table, but life together with God and one another uh, throughout all eternity. Uh, we see in the cross that for God, it's, it, it, it's not about the money, it's about life. And he wins for us new life in Christ. So that's kind of where I'm going with this. Yeah, I think that this parable is kind of tough for us to wrap our heads around, knowing that First of all, God's grace is for all, no matter what time uh, you came into the kingdom. Uh, if you came uh, when you, like many of us, when we were baptized as babies and have lived our whole life as members of a congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, or if you came on your deathbed, mm -hmm. that this grace and this mercy is for all, and it doesn't seem fair to us, that's our economy. But God's economy is completely different, and I, Isaiah talks about that. Um, and I think this message is for all of us 
Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Um, that's a message that none of us knows when our dying day is. It could come today. It could come 10 years from now. Um, it, death knows no age, right? Um, many young children have been called out of this life to Jesus himself. And so we try to wrap our minds around thinking about it's this time that we've invested ourselves into the church, right? Um, but God tells us in Isaiah, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. As you put in the green sheet here today from uh, Pastor Robert Capon, he writes wisely, we are saved gratis by grace. We do nothing and we deserve nothing. It is all absolutely and without qualification one huge, hilarious gift. Mm -hmm. You know, and then in my other quote I got, I have from Pastor Brent Coleman, and uh, he writes, uh, um, with the parable, Jesus reminds you that you rob yourself of the joy of working in the Lord's vineyard, and you spoil the happy hour of salvation <laughs> by your grumbling. Mm -hmm. When you expect God to give you what you deserve or merit, when you insist on keeping books on yourself and others, there's no joy in work if you're worried about the, what the next guy is making. And there is no joy in rising to eternal life if you ex accept grace for yourself and deny it to others. Grace is undeserved kindness, unconditional kindness, the justification of the ungodly, the forgiveness of the sinner. It's not simply good. It's crazy good. Mm -hmm. Good Friday good. Yeah. But look how um, we get caught up in our lives in, in money, right? And um, if it's about the money, and it was for um, those who grumbled because even though they were promised a denarius and, and the master came through with what he promised, and that would provide what they needed for life. Mm -hmm. um, and, but they were concerned about the next guy and worried about what the next guy was making and, and what... Um, what the the owner of the vineyard provided was life to that guy too. Mm. Um, when you uh, when you think about that, when you get caught up in the money, that's a never ending game, right? You always have to have more, and yeah. you're never satisfied. Then comparison you, is the thief of joy. Yeah, well, that's a very good statement. I might use that on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, comparing a, the thief of joy, being content with what you have, and rejoicing in the gifts that God has given to you. Mm -hmm. um, and other, and if you, yeah, there, there's the thief mm -hmm. comparison, the thief of joy, thinking that what they have is, but you know, that, that's to mess it all up. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, with God, it's not about the money and, and, and uh, it's about life. And wants you to know that too, it's about life. And so uh, we invite you to come here this Sunday uh, to receive life, uh, mm -hmm. full and abundant life in Christ. And that uh, is more than um, we can, uh, than we realize. I mean, it's it's an abundant life. It's life to the full. It's not life worried about what other others are doing or thinking or saying or receiving. So, Sounds good. We go with a hymn. And notice okay. it's all by grace. Um, we'll sing uh, "Salvation Unto Us Has Come." This is the hymn of the uh, the day for Sunday. We'll do verses one, five, and six. Salvation unto us has come.
by God's free grace and favor. Good works cannot avert our doom, they help and save us never. Faith looks to Jesus Christ alone, who did for all the world atone. He is our one Redeemer. Yet as a law must be fulfilled, or we must die despairing, Christ came and has God's anger still, our human nature sharing. He has for us the law obeyed, and thus the Father's vengeance stayed, which over us impended. Since Christ has full atonement made, and brought to us salvation, each Christian therefore may be glad, and build on this foundation. Your grace alone, dear Lord, I plead, your death is now my life indeed, for you have paid my ransom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Amen. Have a great day. You too. Thank you.